thank you for tuning in another Tuesday night prayer. We thank y'all for taking the time out to just to sign on. Um, we're going to open up with a quick word of prayer, then we should get into what the subject is tonight and pray. Eternal Father, we thank you tonight. God, we thank you for what already you've done today. God, for the peace that you have brought today, God. God, for the wholeness, God, for the restoring that you have already done today, God. God, have you have touched and laid your hand upon your people and had restoration hit their bodies. God, we thank you, God. God, that you are still a God that still performs miracles, a God that still heals, God, that still restores, God. We thank you tonight, God. And God, while we're in this place tonight, God, we want to hear your instruction, God. God, for the things that you have to lay upon us to do to hear tonight, God, we must be in line and we must get in the position. We must remember, stand, keep in our posture of what you have called us to do, God. You have lined it up now, God. We are in a place where we're getting ready to get instructions and be able to prepare for a warfare. God, for the warfare, God, you have sitting of this time to give us instruction on what we need to do to keep our place, God, and keep our mind on you, to keep us in perfect peace, God. Because when it comes, God, we will be in a place where we will be overcomers, God. We will be victorious in everything the enemy tries to send our way. Even though the weapons are forming, even though the situation arising, God, we trust you right now that you are the God that will bring us through. And how we know that you only the God to bring us through? Because you have been the faithful God. And we, even when we were not faithful to you, God, you remain faithful, God. God, you did not change nothing with under the sun was new. But God, we just have to stay faithful to you. And God, we hear your word, God. We take heed to what you're saying. We're going to be obedient to what God says to do in this, God. God, you have called us for such a time as this, God, that we will be in right standing and right posture. God, we be in the position that you have ordained for us, God. God, we want to be in that place tonight, God, and we trust and believe through your word, through your teaching tonight, God. God, that you will get us and make sure that we stay in a place, God, that we will understand how to move as one, God. God, how we will move as one, God. God, you have called for us to be in one place and one time and be on one accord, God, in this time, God. And God, we must be that place. We must be that truth that move and unity tonight. God, we must be the people to understand how to function together as we have been called as you. Jesus, God, we thank you. God, we thank you. God, we give you glory, God. God, because we know he's going to do it, God. And God, we thank you for the leadership of this ministry, God, that allows this time and this space that we can be able to come out and teach, preach, and, and pray and do whatever God says in this time period, God. God, we thank you for them allowing and hearing from God to move forward with this, that people, not just in our own church, but people around this world can hear this word because you as a leader have the vision to go beyond just for a while. We thank God for you. God, we thank God for you in the leadership today. God, we thank you for what y'all doing and all the labor and the work that you do, God. God, we know that, God, you will release an anointing, God. God, that you will release finances, God. That you will leave more strength to keep doing what they're doing. God, we thank you, God. God, we give you glory. 
God, it is so, and so it is in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Let's get into the word for tonight. Let's get into the word for tonight. So tonight, we're going to just, as you see in the description, it says, One body, many members. Coming from 1 Corinthians, the 12th chapter, about the 12th verse. And this, let me be transparent. That's the best way to be. So, if you're in a, a group of people and you plan the events, you have to be in a place where if you're planning, other people can do things strategically. Because all the weight of one event should not be on one person. Because if we work together as one body and many members, we can get this one goal that God has set for us to do. So when we have the weight of what it is called to do, the weight of the assignment is not to be bared upon one person if we are doing a group thing, if we are planning this together. There shall be a head that leads and there shall be other people who are able to carry the weight as the person leads us. Because if he's leading, that means he's carrying some weight too. Okay, I got to catch that. Because if you want to believe as it says in uh, 1 Corinthians the 12th chapter and the 12th verse, we have to understand that it is, as the NIV says it in the 12th verse, just as a body, though is one, has many parts. But if all many parts form one body, so it would be Christ. So we have to remember that. So it is one body. Let me break it down. If it's one church, many members, but we all function as one. So that means that whatever that's going on in the body, that we must follow the leadership of the set man and woman of the house. Come on, stay with me. Because if we're one body... If we say one body, we talk about one body of believers that we should be all on one accord with leadership. We should all have the same mindset that God has given unto that man that we would function and move together. But we will bring in the different elements, the different parts to fulfill what is supposed to be happening. Come on now. So you have to understand it. We are many members, but we are called to do things to work together to get one goal achieved. So we have to understand it. If God has anointed one of you to be over ushers and ushers, that's your lane. That's your part of the body. You're to greet the people, guide them where they need to go, direct them. That is your thing. And, and I don't need to come in your area and trying to take over. Amen, likes, amen, wall. So, if we understanding that we, as the church, as one body with many members working together to achieve the goal that God has set for us, the vision of that house, we must work together. All must work. All must work. All must work together. We cannot just leave it on three or four people. Mm. I ain't going to talk back to me tonight. So we have to understand it when we get to this place that we must understand that it takes all of us to work 
and unity to get what God says to get done. God did not create all of these gifts and all of these positions and all of these things for not to work together to fulfill what God says he wants on this earth. <clears throat> so when we have this place, we're going to work together as one, as one body, a one body of believers, a one body of a, of a religion that we are all to work together. We should be able to work together whether we are all in one church or we are part of all churches across this world because our mission is it's still the same. It has not changed. We are here to go into the highways and byways and compel people to come and preach the gospel unto them and tell them what the goodness of God is and give them the blueprint, the instructions, the basic instructions before leaving earth, as they say. You have to understand that we are to give this to the people. The mission, the purpose of have not changed, but our attitude. Our attitudes come from the hurt that we may experience from people. And you don't want to stay in your position. You change your posture. You don't function together as one in this body of believers, at this one body. We don't seem to want to do that. We just want to do what we want to do and come when we want to come, work when we want to work, do this and all that, and still want the accolades that come along with the people who have been working with them from day one or the people that came in and knew and how to put their hand to the plow. Y'all got to understand this today. We have got to know how to work in unity. It was not a mistake that I got this shirt on and it's talking about unity. It was not just unity among race. It's unity among the, the, the body of believers. This You got to understand this. I really need y'all to get this. Because if we are going to be an effective truth, I'm called, I'm going I'm to use my own church as ever. If we're going to be the truth of Mims Church of God, this truth has got to work together, pray together, know each other's strength and weakness, and work together to achieve. We must move as one. And here's the thing, if we're together as one, we should not let anybody come in and disrupt this truth. We are one body to work together to get what God wants to be happening in that region. Maybe even Father's this state. You have to understand it. We have got to move together. We are one body, many members. And I'm going to drop this word on you. As we are a church together, we are interdependent upon each other. We are dependent amongst each other to do. We cannot let all the weight be on pastor, on first lady. We can't let all the weight be on the ministers of music. We can't let all the weight be on the praise and worship leader. We can't let all that weight. We are to work together to achieve what God says to do in this time. We must be in right standing with God to hear what he is saying in this season. Because if we work as one, you will see the difference. If we had an, a, spiritual, a serious spiritual attack that will come, if we're not moving together as a one body, we will be broken. We don't have time for that. We don't have time for the vision to come into the house of God. We must be there. When something comes in, trying to break things up, we must be in right standing, standing together in the Pentecost and begin to cast those demons out. We must be in a place when a demon comes into the house of prayer that they don't want to stay there because they understand the anointing of God and this is holy ground that they own that they must leave and flee. We have to get to that place to move as one in unity. We are as one 
body moving with many members. So let me break this down just a little bit, just a little bit. I hear the Holy Ghost. So we must understand when God was giving out some positions, as he said, I remember, he said he gave out some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors, some teachers. So we got this thing that I called my, my grandfather told me about, about, the, about the hand. And he said when the hand works together, it makes an impact against the kingdom of darkness and begins to push it back. Here's the thing. If we got gifts in the church, big gifts are to work together to be able to bring an effective ministry what God has called us to do. Come on. Mm -hmm. I hear you, Holy Ghost. Because what it is, we have gotten lazy. Mm. Holy Ghost, help me. We got lazy in what we're doing. And I'm not just talking about my church. I'm talking about the body of Christ. So don't, 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 don't take it as a direct saying to you. But if it's hidden you, that means just correct it and, and repent and move on. We're not in a place to turn to beat you down. But if a word hits you, that means that's a place where I need to correct myself, get in line, repent, and do what I need to do to, so I'm in right standing with God. This ain't come to beat you down. I've come to encourage and lift you up because I've come to tell you tonight that we have got to get back to that place where we are moving as one. There is a whole territory throughout Brevard County that is assigned to us that we must move in that realm and be able to break all these curses. God, Lord, Jesus, Holy Ghost, help me. Mm. It's curses in the land that we are anointed to break because the anointing on our lives. It, remember, the anointing destroys yokes. So if we're going to move together and you need to destroy yokes, we must take the instruction that was coming from the head all the way down. We cannot look if, oh, they didn't, they didn't, pastor ain't tell me, but the pastor told that person to tell you, you must take heed to the instructions. People do not want to move on their own because when son come back, it come back to that person. If they move what the pastor said move, it will come back to the pastor. So they want to be in right line saying what needs to be said to deliver unto the people. It's God tell someone, tell us, whoever are part of the fivefold ministry, whoever part of, of anybody who minister in any aspect whether it's in song, in the keys or on a percussion whether it's that, if God says to do it this way, we must follow that because God is moving and things are shifting into an atmosphere, we're moving just from one realm to another realm and we're going into another level of heaven and of worship, we must understand that we must do unity, do you not understand, I, I got to bring it back to you do y'all not understand when mems get together and worship the atmosphere is so charged. When we get to that place and we together and worship and lifting God up on high, that means God is doing something before us in that place because we took off and left whatever it was weighing us down and took the time to say, I don't care what this is. God, I want to worship you now, God. God, as we come in here together, God, if we worship you together, God, I know we're going to see change and it's going to go beyond just what our needs are. We're going for the needs of this people, of this territory, of this county, God. We're going to move in this because we have came to that one place 
and was on one accord and that's when the sound and that's when the release was coming and we have got to stay in that place because in this time that's getting ready to come we must understand it that, that what's going to be happening how things are going to be said and what's going to try to come to des- destroy and try to separate God says I need you to stay together and be in strong unity as one body of believers do not let people break up the unity this truth has been assigned to break down walls and we must break down walls with this because we have to understand if, if I'm anointed to preach that's what I'm going to do if you're anointed to intercessor you be the greatest intercessor you could ever be if you're anointed to be the usher be the usher if you're anointed just to take up the offering be the one to take up the offering if you're anointed to be able just to sing sing until the, the glory falls we have got to get to understand it and we do what we're supposed to do as the body of Christ and working together, you will see what God can release in your life, not just at the church, but in your life when things begin to get home, when you start seeing things begin to line up. Come on now. I need y'all to understand that, that we have got to get to a place to understand what it really means to walk in unity, to move as one body, to understand what my position is to do in here. That we're gonna win my position, your position, their position, and we all work together and we're gonna see what God's going to do because it's going to go beyond what our minds and our, our thoughts can ever conceive. But if we don't move together, if we don't move together, that's a place we're not bringing God glory. If we don't move together, we're not giving him honor. So we got to get to this place. I keep telling this not to break you down, this is to lift you up. Because we got to get together to understand that we cannot get so stuck in our own agendas that we forget about the Great Commission, that we forget about what it means. We have got to have the same mindset. Mm. Holy Ghost, I hear you. And we got to get to a place where we understand being on the mindset that we must communicate. Hmm. I ain't trying to step on toes, but I've been to. We can't go out there, do what you want to do, come back in the house, have not communicated, have not said nothing. There is a difference between consecrating yourself and setting yourself aside to be in place to hear what God is doing, and you not you're not doing nothing at all but doing what you want to do to come back like you ain't did nothing. Oh God, I think you can't go out there and do all what you want to do and then come back in the house like you ain't did nothing wrong. You can't go out there and badmouth the people of your troop. Hmm, hear me, hear me. You can't badmouth the people of your troop that will stand with you in times of warfare and try to break them down and try to destroy their character and then come back into the troop like nothing happened. You have to understand it. If we're going to work and move and move together and do this mission and follow the vision that Bishop was given to take this house to the place where God has said to take it, we must be together. We must communicate. We must be on one accord. We cannot move in what we want to do. We must understand what it means to submit. If I'm to operate 
with this body of believers, the head of that body of believers, I must understand how to submit to the authority that God has given him and follow it. Don't be talking about I've been in ministry longer than he's been a pastor. That ain't going to work. I don't know who that was, but I'm going to let you know that ain't going to work. You out of line. You have to submit to the ones who have authority over you. And authority does not always match up with age. God, not God. You can't look at somebody age that said about the authority they have. If God has given them that authority and they have moved with that and been obedient to God, you must follow that. Come here, behold, hear me. Because in this place with this unity and where we got to understand if you are anointed to do this, let you do this. Let me break that down. I hear you, Holy Ghost. If you're a person that know how to greet people, you smile, you can be gentle to them, you don't care about what they look like coming off the street, you just show them the very love of Christ that's in us that we are all to demonstrate because we have to be there. And I come to tell you, if that's your thing, I'm going to let you be that greeter, that usher, that whatever it is that God's called you for. If I am a songless, Charles is not, I'm going to be a person that's going to be in charge of being singing and know what it means to lead, keyword, lead a body believes into worship. Lead. Not perform, not do it, but lead all us in worship. To, so we get to a place of us being more on one accord and let God do what he needs to do. Because once, once we're on one accord, as God wants to move in this way or that way, we allow God to move. We got to. If we get to that place, then we know that you let that person lead and do it. That's what they're anointed, and God has called them. That's part of them being the, the body of the part of the body that they must function in. If I'm the intercessor, and I know how to make sure we pray to set the atmosphere so praise and worship come in and all these things, I'm the one that's doing the things because God has anointed me. And because God has anointed me, my leader see that I have that anointing on me and he's following and put me in that position. That's what you got to understand. We got too many of us trying to operate in the lane that God ain't anointed us. We got too many of us wanting to be the position of the pastor, but they ain't ain't the anointing that you have. How can we function as a body of believers when we're out of position? How can we function as a body of believers when you're in competition trying to be the head and that's not your position? Ah, We have got to get to that place of understanding that when we understand who we are and what we're supposed to do and what we're anointed to do, keyword anointed to do, Gifted by God to do, talented by God to do. If we know that lane, stay in our lane, we will see what God is going to bring in that lane and how God begin to move in our life. But if we get to this place where we think we can preach better than the pastor, we think we can sing better than the praise and worship leader, we think we can do that, I'm more known than that. If you're in that place, I need you to get to the altar. I need you to get to the altar, repent. Of your pride and your haughty attitude to think you better than everybody else and you do it better. Because if God said you were going to do it, God would have you in position. God would do that. God would, first of all, let me break this down. Ah, Holy Ghost, thank you. If God's going to put you in a position, especially as pastor, he's going to put you in a position where you under somebody that's going to teach you. He's going to have somebody to mentor you, 
pour into you, set you up so when you get to the place where God says he has anointed you to be in, you're understanding what the position is because you understood how to sit under leadership. Because when you understand how to sit under leadership and follow the authority of the leadership, when you get in position, you can understand that. Anything you know that a leader must have a humble heart to do with it because they have to deal with so many people mess high. They have to deal with so many things that people that do. And they must be in the place of humbleness and know who they are in God and know that they are anointed by God to do it. Even when people try to assassinate your very character, because if you are anointed and God called you to that position, things may rise up, but they cannot take you out because you are anointed for the position. You got to understand that people don't want to be understand about being anointed for the position. You have to be anointed for this position. And I just want to remind y'all. No one can move people out of position. I know people try to do things in organizations and all that. Try to move this. Because people want people move. But you really can't move nobody until God said move somebody. Catch that. You can't move nobody unless God said move somebody. Because what they try to do, they try to please the people.
Eternal Father, we come before you again tonight, God. We come before you for this time that we have set aside that we will have prayer, God. God, we will go in your word to hear, to get the direction that we may need for today, God. The direction that we need to do for the rest of this, this, this quarter that's coming up, God. God, in this time, God, we want to take this word in God and be equipped to do what you have called us to do in this such time, God. God, we thank you right now that you are continually to pour in and download into us tonight, God. God, we thank you right now for everything that you said that you were going to do that you have done. God, when you said it in your word, it settles it. God, because we know your word is sent out to fulfill what it's sent out to do, God. It comes back accomplished. It will not return. It devoid, God. God, in tonight in this word, God, tonight in this time of prayer, God, God, we pray and that we hope and we believe in you that, God, these people that you have to listen to this tonight, God, the God, that they will be in a place to hear from you once again, God. They will be in a place to understanding what's going on in their life, God, that they will get the, the, the clarity that they need in this stage to understand that. God, we will pray, God, that, that every anointed vessel that hears this tonight understand the assignment that's on their life, God. God, the, the assignment that's connected, that's put in them, that God has had put them, that he had predestined them to do. God, for the assignment that, that you have set forth tonight, that it will be fulfilled at the place that you have destined us to do, God. And God, we got to be whatever, and God, we got to do whatever we need to do to stay obedient to you, to hear from you, to be in a place to grow from you, God. God, we thank you, God. 
We thank you tonight that God that you're doing exactly what you said you're going to do in this moment, in the second right now, Father. God, because God, you predestined this time, this day, this hour of prayer, God. You predestined this subject for tonight, God. We thank you, God. God, you ordain this moment tonight, God. And God, we're going to do whatever we're supposed to do, God. We're going to do and follow your commandment, your word. God, we're going to be obedient at all costs right now, God. I feel that right now. You have got to be obedient at all costs. Because God is doing some great things, God. And we must hear the instructions of the Lord. We must stay sensitive to hear and know his voice in this time, God. So, God, as we go into your word tonight, God, as we take the time to pray tonight, God, God, let you get glory, God. God, let us and our flesh and mindsets and everything decrease and let you increase, God. God, let us begin to hide behind the cross to let you on the cross show that represents you begin to show, God. God, let's be in the place that we trust you, God, that we will open our mouths wide and you will feel it. And what to say, God. We trust you, God. God, that's Shabbat. God, we trust you in this hour, God. And we know it's going to be done, God. God, everything that you have to say tonight, God. God, let it fall on the ears of everyone that needs to hear it, God. And God, that wants to need to apply to their life, God, let it be applied to their life, God. God, let them stay encouraged. God, let them stay strengthened by this word, God. Because, God, we don't want to move unless we want to hear what your instructions that you have for us tonight, God. God, we are sitting here as the army that you have created us to be and waiting for the instructions. And what, what shall we do in battle? What shall we do in war, God? We wait for you, God. We got a place right now, but God, I don't mind waiting on you, God. And this time, God, we have to get back to the place, God. God, we going to wait on you. And God, we're not going to move in our flesh no more, God. God, we're going to just wait on you right now tonight, God. God, in this time that you're speaking unto your children, God. God, we want to hear what you have to say. And God, if you tell us to wait to hear instruction, God. We're going to wait on you, God. God, because in our waiting, God, I know you're strengthening us, God. In our waiting, God, I know you're giving us clarity and understanding, God. In our waiting, God, we will have our gifts be even strengthened the more, God. As we wait on you, God, God, we will know that you are clearing the path for us, God. God, while we wait on you, God, that enemies will be moved out of our ways and we will walk into sweatless victory, but God, we understand that we must wait on you, God. We thank you. God, we know we must wait on you, God. And God, we thank you. God, we give you the glory. God, we give you the honor to know that you're going to do what you said you're going to do. In Jesus' name we pray. And amen. And amen. We thank y'all. We thank y'all for tuning in tonight. Um, it's our Tuesday night prayer. And we finna just go into this. I know some people uh, were trying to call in on the prayer line, but that's some kind of stuff going on. So, everybody that's here, God's going to bless you because it's a word for you because that's having issues. So, we're going to just move with God. So, we're going to go for 1 Samuel, the 16th chapter, verses 1 
through 13. And I'm going to paraphrase this tonight, but I'm telling you what it is, so I want you to go back and read it. Because I want you to read it because I want it to get into your hearts and understanding of what's going on at the time. And I'm going to just suffer. So we're at a place where the prophet Saul, the prophet Samuel, is dealing with King Saul. And he, Prophet Samuel has come to a place and he realizes that, that Saul is no longer in the will of God. That he has stepped out and moved in his, his flesh and, and, and the prophet is grieved about what he's done and he's in a place. And, and, and it comes to him, how long shall you grieve for Saul? Ah. So we have to look at this thing. We have to apply this to our lives. There are situations that we had hope and dreams and, 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 and aspiration that this thing would happen and it would move a certain way and, and this person would be in this integral part of something and, and everything. But we sometimes have our own vision. Ha! Huh? And not the vision of God or what he's saying to do. We have vision of what we want to happen. And, and when something happens, when that person or that, that thing does not happen the way we are, we become grieved and we become saddened about the situation. And I'm talking to some of y'all right now because y'all in the right now situation of this. And we are grieving the situation because we believe that person should have been doing the things that they said they were going to do and that we believe that they were going to do and that they said they were committed to do, but they're not doing it. So we're grieved in that situation. We're saddened. We're disappointed in that situation that God, that we knew that this was going to be intricate. That person is going to be this or, or let's break it down. When I open a ministry, I know you're going to be a part of it and everything, but the person does not follow. Follow the spirit of God. They follow their own flesh, or uh, they follow the money. Hmm, I wish y'all could get an amen on that. And and when you see that that person is not doing what they what they're supposed to be doing, it grieves you. And sometimes you you get to a place where you almost get lost in what you're supposed to be doing. Your assignment that God has called you to do. He predestined you to do this thing. And we have to look at this thing to understand it. That once Saul understands what is going on, he gets a little concerned. And it's time about what if the king, Saul, who's out of the will of God, hear what is going on and how you're speaking to me. But the Lord told him to get a heifer and go sacrifice it and I will give you directions where you need to go. Ah, then he tells him where he needs to go. And then and once we figure out where he needs to go, he has to do what God says to do. So while he gets himself together, gets his sacrifice, fill his horn with oil, and go unto the directions that God has given unto us to do. See, we have to understand in this thing tonight, that once we understand what it means, anointed, then appointed, we have to understand that's the process what God is doing for his anointed people, that we must be in place to do what he says do first. Ah. So if we understand that 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 Saul that, that Saul has been out of place, so Sam, Samuel has to get to that place to know where the next person that has to be in leadership has to be the next king. He has to get to that place. So when he's get to that place, I want y'all to catch this. I don't want to preach this. I want to teach this. When we get to that place to understand that what God has destined us, 
And sometimes it's an unfamiliar faith place for us. Just because it's unfamiliar does not mean it's not God ordained. Y'all catch that in a minute. Y'all got to understand, just because it's not familiar to you does not mean it's not God ordained. You will follow and take the instruction of God that he will lead you in the right place. When you get there, because Samuel had this concern because he was looking at what people would look like. Ha! He was so concerned what the king should look like and not understanding what the heart of the king needs to be. Ha! We got to catch that tonight. So, he goes unto Jesse's house. And he tells Jesse what he's going to get ready to do. We're going to do the sacrifice and everything. And he says, come with me. And as they prepare for this, he asks about his sons. So as Jesse is doing, bringing sons. Ha. Samuel is looking at certain sons and say, oh, this the one. The oil would not flow. Then it must be this one. Oil still not going to flow. How? You got to understand the oil, what the oil going to represent in a minute. So he continues to bring something. He nearly brings out of them. And he said, do you have anyone else left? Oh, my youngest. The one time the person that they seem to least think about that can do the job is the one that can do the job. That one that people have made brushed off and have counted out that they say don't have the qualifications or the person they say does not have all the doctoral degrees and all kind of things. The one that does not look like the, the one that maybe have the tattoos and the earrings and the locks and everything. That person that they would count out would be, be the, the anointed person for that time. So we got to get to this understanding tonight. That because God has spoke unto Samuel to let you know that men look at the outer part, but I look at the heart. So as when David came, he looked upon him. He didn't look as the stature for a king. He didn't always look the part. That means he didn't look toe up, but he had an idea of what the king should look like. And here's the thing. God, I'm a, you, okay, God, I'm going to say it. Sometimes I'm going to talk to my single people. This lines up because we're talking about don't look at the outer appearance, look at the heart. Sometimes when we're looking for a mate, let me talk to my brothers first. We're looking for, you know, the Coca-Cola bottle shape. We're looking for the certain skin complexion, the certain eye color, the certain type of hat. We're looking for that. But we're looking at the outer appearance. If you can just look, be stuck on the outer appearance, you'll get a woman with a ring and not a wife. Mm. Because she don't have the heart. God looks for the mate for you by the heart of the person. They got to make sure their heart is in the right place. God, Holy Ghost, help me now. Because you, when you look at just the outer appearance, which is something that will fade with time. Ah, come on, Holy Ghost. You got to understand, if you look at the heart of the person, I'm going to talk to my brother. You look at the heart of the woman that God has ordained for you to be in, it would not always fit into this, 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 this picture 
a portrait of a woman that you think would be your wife. Hi, God may help help me, Holy Ghost. We have got so caught up in as as some of the, the old sayings we talking about the brick house, a dime piece, you know, all of this. We we talk about all these different things where she has to have this certain physique and everything, but the physique ain't gonna be the one that's gonna be by you when you may have to be in a hospital, maybe on life support to stand by your side to make sure the best thing. Sometimes that's not the one for you. Ah, God, who am I messing with tonight? Ah, we got to understand it, God, that when we do these things and look look like people and and, and, and a prophet had to get their, their mind together, God had to speak to him and let him know, don't look at the outer appearance of the person. Look at the heart of them. That's God is seeing the heart if I listen to God and God will lead me to the person that's supposed to be ordained and anointed to be in that position right where they're supposed to be at. And this will, will, will bring you to a place where you know you're in God's order. You're in God's divine destiny that he has put for your life. But when we look at the, the physical we look at the physique, we look at the outer, we look at the, the outside of the book and not understanding what's inside the book. When we look at everything that's on the outside and miss what's on the inside, you will be a person that will miss what's supposed to be anointed in your life. Come on, I, I feel God on this tonight. See, this one, this, hold on, this ain't in my note. This, let me tell you something. And I need y'all to hear this. Because sometimes we do this the same thing to pastors. Mm. A pastor has to look a certain way for us to think they're anointed. But that's what not God has not done. God will have pastors look multiple ways because he wants them to reach people in that era. And he knows what they need to look like because he sees the heart of the people that in the territory that he sets them in. So you got to understand that we have got to understand and hear God to see the heart of the people. And my sisters, ah, God help me now. Ah, my God, my God, my God. My sisters, y'all keep asking for a certain type of man and y'all want this Y'all want that. Y'all need to have have this. He needs to have that. And y'all look at our outward appearance. God, God knows he has spoke to us. He has spoke to man to understand our positions, God. He has spoke to us to understand that what we're supposed to do and to be in a place to know how to be the husband before we become the husband legally. By God, when we understand, when the women can see who are real husbands and not just a man or just a half of a man or a broken vessel, but they looked at the outer piece because he got his clothes together. He got his, he got his physique together. He got the six packs, the pecs, the, the biceps, the triceps, the quads. He got all of that going on, but he's the same one that's not mentally stable to be in your life. He's the one that want to put his hands on you because we have done what even a prophet did looked on the outside and not ask God about the heart of the person. Not, not ask God about the heart of that man that you believe is going to be your husband. But I have to tell you sometimes ah, some ah, Sometimes y'all don't want to hear this. Sometimes the man is not going to look like what you want him to look like. But he will be what you need in your life. Here's the thing. We got to know that God put men and women together to be able to be in a position to fulfill and do what God has called us to do. You got 
got to get this in your head. You can't ask for the pecs and the six packs because that may not be the one. That may be the one that don't want to have no job. Oh, my Holy Ghost, help me now. That may not be the one. You may get the one that's maybe a little short, ain't got all the, sh- ain't got the physique you want. But the man will love, and he will love, show you how he loves God, and he will do for you, prote- provide, protect, be the priest of the house, be able to understand what it means to still honor you in everything that needs to be going on in your house, and exactly what you need. He will be the one that knows how to meet you where you're at. He will be, once y'all get together, as I, my bishop said, be the right rib for you. God, Holy Ghost, help me now. God, Jesus, he will be that one for you. But sometimes he may not look like what you want to. Let me get back to the scriptures. And as we understand when he saw him, and Samuel saw him, the Holy Spirit came upon Samuel and saw him, and he went up to say, and this is the one. God has spoke to him. And when he went to him, ha, Holy Ghost, thank you. And when he put the horn over him, the oil flowed to let them know this is the one that I have anointed to be king. Now here we go and mess with you. David was anointed to be king. He had the approval of God. And he was anointed. We knew it. The scripture tells us Samuel is confident in it. But this is the thing that's going to mess us up. Because we are anointed does not always mean that's the time for us to be in that position. Because we are anointed does not mean we push somebody out of position. Holy Ghost, help me now. Because God has anointed you and he's anointed you to be whatever the next pastor, the next bishop, the next prelate, whatever it is that God has anointed you. There comes the time that you must go through a refining process. Because at the state that God's anoints you is not the state where you need to be at to be in position. We got to understand this. We got a lot of us in the church... And I'm talking about the body of Christ. I'm not just talking about our local church. We got a lot of us that once we get anointed, we think we're supposed to be the person that preaches all the time. We think we're supposed to be the pastor. When God has anointed us and he has anointed us to be like a praise and worship leader, we're supposed to push the people aside and and lead in the worship. But hold on now. There is a time that you got to learn and understand the position you're anointed for. Because God has somebody to cover you and to mentor you to help help cultivate what God has put in you so you can be a mature person that's anointed in the position. You will be in the right season. Mm, Holy Ghost, help me now. Jesus, I ain't got to my notes yet, y'all. I ain't got to them yet. I got, I just, this, 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 this got to be a rainbow word for y'all right now. You have got to be in the place to understand it that I must be taught. I must go through the process and learn. It's just like when you understand that you have a gift 
that God has given you. God will give you people and have people to cover you, to teach you about the gift that God has given you and will not try to pimp you, but try to build and bring out the best of you. Because in your teaching and learning about what you're anointed for and what you're gifted for, it's going to come with some time of correction. Ah, and I, I can't get amens on that because nobody want to be corrected. There are coming times that we must be understanding. We're anointed, but we have to learn. We're anointed and called, and, and God has put his hand on our lives, but we have to be taught. We have to be in a place to understand. I have to sit under authority to understand when I get to the position. I know what to do while I'm in that position. I will not let my flesh rule but I let the Holy Spirit rule and reign and I follow under the unction and under the power of the Holy Ghost. Not under what Charles want to do but what under what the Holy Ghost want to do. We got to get to that place. I'm anointed and we know you anointed. You got to get to somewhere, somewhere, and sit your tail down. I'm sorry to be blunt like, but sit your tail down and be taught. Sit your tail down and get the Bible, begin to understand it. Let the Holy Ghost teach you as well as the person covering you about what you need to do with the Word. You can't get up there and preach the whole Bible in the, at one sermon. I, I, I got to tell you, you have got to understand what it means to be anointed and have humility to be, be able to know how to move in your position because you're understanding that you're not working by your own power, but you're working by the power of God that rests in you. Because God anoints you to be in that position. God anoints you to appoint you to do things. But you have to understand it that David understood he was anointed, but he was not in right standing. He didn't have enough of teaching. He didn't have enough wisdom. He did not understand how to move. He had to get that what it means to be a priest. What it means to be the prophet and the king. He had to sit. He had to move. He had to know. Because David could have jumped up and pushed somebody at the position. David could have killed Saul while he was in the cave. But that was not his appointed time. We have got to know how to move in God's timing. Oh, Lord. I'm almost out of time. You know what? Bishop, excuse me tonight, but I'm going to finish this one tonight. I, I hope I have your approval. Just give me an amen. But I got to finish this tonight because this, this thing right here, we have got to get to this place because this place and where we're moving at and what we're doing and where we need to be positioned at in our moving as the body of Christ, we must understand we cannot try to move ahead of what God is doing. We have got to get to this place to understand it. I have to be at a place of, of humbleness. And I have to be a place of gentleness and loving and compassion to be in my, be in my position. I can evangelize and be a prophet unto this whole world and God can take me around the world. But if I got a nasty attitude and don't know how to talk to people and don't have compassion for people, what am I doing? I'm not going to be effectively expanding the kingdom of God as the assignment that God has given me. I have to understand the, what it means to sit under somebody and sit at their feet. Ah, my God. I, 
I've got to know how to sit at their feet to learn what I have to learn. And trust and believe the person that your spiritual father, your, your mentor that pours into you knows you're anointed, knows you're gifted. And they, excuse me, and they know what's out there because they've been out there first. Take the time. As I'm reading and understanding that when, when David was anointed and, and Saul confirmed it in everything that needed to be done, David went back to the sheep. David went back to playing instruments. Even though David knew he was anointed to be king, he went in and, and, and played the harp and string instruments to soothe the evil spirits that the king Saul was dealing with. David knew to be the leader of the army. David knew all of the things. You got to understand, through everything that he was going through, God was teaching, God was bringing the right people around to get him into place to hear and understand what it means to be king. You have got to get to a place where you cannot think that you're more anointed than your leader. Mm. Amen, walls. You can't get to a place to think you're more anointed than the person. Because know why? Because God anointed you, but he, he positioned and had the person of that anointing to cover you. Because you cannot go out to, especially, I'm finna hear about war. You cannot go out to war without proper training. You cannot go out there and fight a battle if you don't know how to hold your sword and have your shield. God, you cannot go out and do anything. You better sit down, learn, go through the training, go through the correction, go through the, 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 the pruning, the stripping, the refining, the fire to get you where you need to be. Because when God has a, that appointed time for you, you understand your position and you understand it that you can't do it without nobody but God. You have got to get to that place. I'm telling y'all, tonight I really need y'all to understand that we cannot continue to try to move ahead of leadership. We cannot close out and leave leadership and try to do it on our own. We must understand we got to do the things in God's way and decent and in order. We must do it. We cannot put a cart before a horse and think we're going to get somewhere. Oh my God. I need y'all to get this. Because the thing tonight was God was saying, anointed then appointed. We have to understand it. God will anoint us and call us in the foundation of the world before we even enter into our mother's womb. And because we are anointed, God has to make sure he puts the right people. That's why. Sometimes y'all don't understand why you're in a position that you're in. And people tell me, oh, you're anointed. You ought to be able to go ahead and own your, or start your own church. You're anointed. Why don't you have your own organization? You're anointed. Go ahead and start that ministry on your own. But God says, no, sit your tail down. He may not say it that harsh, but sit down. 
Beloved, sit down. You have to wait for your appointed time. God has anointed us. God is going through the process of equipping and teaching us to make sure that we're ready for the things that he has called us to do and to the world. We cannot go out there immaturely because we'll go out there and won't be developed. I'm not going to put a, my football watches in. I'm not going to put somebody that's 102 pounds on my defensive line or my offensive line that cannot hold nothing back and hold and keep things straight. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to have somebody who's been through the training, through the building, through understanding their strength, understanding how to move, not to injure themselves, and protecting who needs to be the quarterback. I'm not putting just anybody on my front line. I am going to put the person that is properly equipped and went through the training to know what to do and how to do it. So when the whistle blows and the play has to be done, that things are moving in the right direction. We are moving forward and not backwards. So I have to have the people that are equipped. I'm going to tell you, Mims, follow the leadership of our bishop and our leading lady. We got to follow them too. We follow the leadership of them. And when we follow the leadership of them, not just in our church life, our personal life, our family life, things begin to move and change. All of those things of, of, of our past that would try to get us and trigger and have us tangled up don't work because we understood what we had to do. We sat down. We sat down and got under leadership. We sat down. And when leadership speak, we know leadership is not speaking of flesh. They speak because God has told them because they understand the charge they have to being a shepherd. They understand the mess they have to walk through to make sure that we are in the right standing. So we must understand even though we are anointed, we have to wait for the then appointment. We can't not skip the process. We can't move ahead what God is doing because when battles come and you move ahead of God you can lose the battle and God did not create us to lose battles he declared that we would be victorious I'm kind of done I need to pray but I just want to make sure that God that y'all really are hearing when God's anoints us we must wait for the time when God's anoints us we cannot move ahead of the process. The process is there. You have to understand. Oh, thank you, Holy Ghost. When we are anointed, a lot of times when you get anointed, you get isolated. The people that you thought going to be there, your family, they have to be separated from you for a season. Hear me. And I'm speaking to somebody real, real, real strong right now. You have to be isolated from a season because God is doing the process in you. 
And the isolation is not to make you feel bad to break you, but it's to strengthen you, equip you, and make sure that you are mature and that you have the right thing and the right education. It makes sure that you know, understand how to move in your, your, your compassion and having the empathy for people. Understanding what I need to do and how I need to be able to correct people and understand and know how to love someone and have the agape love for them but don't, don't have to endorse what they do. Isolation is not for them. Isolation is to build us. It's to build us. When you're training for a race, when you're training for your sport, sometimes your training requires you to get to yourself and begin to do the workout, begin to do the work. Let them do the work. When you're anointed, don't be afraid that God will separate you from family. It's for a season. It's not for them. Because God wants to make sure that you are okay. So when they come back around, you don't fall to the temptations of them. That you are strong and you trust and you know the Holy Spirit is moving in your life. That you don't have to fall to the temptations of your flesh. I just want to thank y'all for that. Let me let us pray tonight. Eternal Father, we thank you tonight, God. God, we thank you for reminding us that just because we're anointed doesn't mean that we move ahead of you, God. God, we want to thank you tonight for this word, this, this, this teaching, this breaking down that we were understanding, knowing what to do and how to do it, God. We thank you right now that you have given us the understanding that we must go through a process. God, because God, you don't anoint us just to sit there. God, you don't anoint us not to do anything, but God, you anoint us to do a work. And God, while we're in this stage of training, God, while we're in this stage of learning, God, God, but keep, keep us encouraged, God. Keep us strengthened, God. God, let us take every lesson, God, for everything, for every way you are equipping us, God. God, we thank you for right now for a teachable spirit that we will hear from you and learn of you, God. We thank you right now that your Holy Spirit still moves in our lives, God. That it comes and teaches us on a daily basis about what we're doing, God. Because the Holy Spirit, we thank you for bringing uh, things to our knowledge when we have stepped out of God's will to make sure that we repent and learn from it and not continue to do the same thing, God. God, we thank you right now to understanding that this process is not to, to kill us or destroy us, but it's to strengthen us, God. God, it's to refine us, God. It's to make sure that we in right connection with you and God, that we can withstand and, and endure like a good soldier, God. God, we thank you tonight, God. God, we thank Thank you right now, God, for the leadership that we have, that they have took the time, God, they stay on their face, God, that they're understanding how to cover us, God, how to teach us, God, how to get us in right standing with you, God. God, we thank them for understanding that they can correct us and we know it comes in love because, God, you chases the one you love, God. And, God, we thank you for the correction because, God, if you didn't love us, you would let us go wild, God. If you didn't love us, you would just let us do anything and let us utterly fail. But God, 
you sit down. God, you go through the process. You set us down. God, we get back to teaching. We go through the process. We have to go through the fire, God. And when we go through the fire, God, you're burning up everything that does not belong in our lives, God. You burn up the things that we keep our mind trapped in a place where we think that we have to move and look a certain way, God. But God, we want to be in a place that when we go through this fire, God, when we go through this refining, God, when we go through the stages of learning, God, that you are bringing us as pure gold, God. God, that we are brought forth as strong as iron, God. That we can be able to withstand whatever comes, God. God, you are doing us just like a tree planted by the rivers of water, that we shall profit and we shall not wither or dry in every season. God, that where we do, we prosper, God. God, we speak prosperity, not for a financial thing, but God, prosperity for our souls, that we get closer to you, God, that we get more grounded and rooted in what you're saying, God. God, that the word is so much in us that is written upon the tables of our hearts, God. Right now, God, we need you like never before in this very time, God. As seen the kind of rise up as people get distracted from what the church is all about, what is your, uh, our great commission about reaching people, but God, keep us to the cross, God. Keep us to a place that we want to hear, God, from you, God. God, don't let us leave from out of your shadow, God. Let us stay under your, your wings, just like a hen tends after their chicks, God. Let us stay right under your wings, God, right now in the name of Jesus, God. God, let us stay close to you, God. God, because in your word, you always let us know. If we draw close to you, you will draw close to us, God. God, right now, we're drawing close to you, God, because we want to hear from you, God. God, because we want to be obedient to you, God. Right now, God, where we stand at, God, in the process we're going through, through every attack that may even try to rise up against us, God. God, we're going to stay obedient. God, in our obedience, God, I know that you have miracles and healing and restoration for us tonight, God. But God, we understand the understanding as people of God, of the body of Christ, God, that we must be more obedient unto you, God. God, we must learn to trust you in everything that you say to do, God. We got to learn to trust you when things seem to be strange and peculiar, God. But, but God, we're going to trust you even the more, God, right now in the name of Jesus, God. God, we need you right now because, God, we need strength because we know that we have a destiny that we must reach because you have called and whoever you call, you have predestined, God. And God, we going to stay faithful to you. God, we want to move in a place that we stay faithful and consistent in this hour, God. God, we got to be consistent in this very hour because, God, the enemy wants to come in and influence us in all kind of ways to try to, to get us distracted, to try to get us out of alignment. But God, right now, we speak to our minds, God. We speak to our hearts that we shall be obedient to you no matter what may come, God. We're going to stay faithful to you, God. God, in this time when my mother and my father may forsake me, but God, I will still stay with you. God, when my friends reject me and the church won't, won't, won't listen to me, God, I'm going to stay faithful to you in this time, God. Hey, my God, I feel that right there. God, we got to be faithful no matter what things are looking like, God, and we thank you right now for the faithfulness of you, God. Because it was not for you, God. Where would we be right now, God? If it wasn't for you that heard the sinner's prayer, God, I don't know what we would be right now or where we would be right now, but God, 
We thank you that you heard the sinner's prayer, God. We thank you that you hear the prayers of the righteous are very much for God. And God, we call right now, God. We call right now for every backslidden Christian that knows what God has called them to be, God. God, we call in everyone that's been running from you tonight, God. God, we call them in right now, God. God, begin to let everybody on this prayer line right now begin to call every family member, God. Call every friend, God. Call everybody that you know, every former church member. God, begin to call them in, God. We call out every name. We call them in to come in right now by the power of Holy Ghost, God. We plead the blood of Jesus upon their lives now, that they will return home unto God. That they return home unto God. We call them in right now, God. We call them in right now, God. Because God has a destiny for them to God. That they must fulfill, God. We speak it right now. That they be arrested and the power of the Holy Ghost. Arrest them now that they can't get sleep and until they get it right with you, God. Ha! My God, my God, my God, my God. God, we call them in right now, God. God, we call in every every crackhead that's been, been addicted because they've been trying to cover the, the drugs with their pain. But God, we call them in to be free from addiction right now, God. God, I call in every broken daughter to think they have to sell and use their body, God. God, we call them in right now to let them know that they are daughters of God. That they are daughters of Zion. Come in right now, God. God, let them come in, God. Feel them, God. Don't let them try to feel void with outside things, but let them come in. Let the void be filled with the power and the Holy Ghost of God that He's giving, God. We call them in right now because, God, they are your chosen and anointed ones, and be declaring decree right now that they be called in, God. God, we call them in that every time the church door open, they try to find their way back unto God. God, they can't sleep. They can't get no peace until they come back unto you, God. We speak it right now. God, bring them in, God. Bring them in right now, God. We declare the decree. We know that it is so. God, that they will come, God. God, for every prodigal son and daughter, God, we declare them to come in, God. My son, you have left the church because people hurt you. I call you to come back in because I am the God that has anointed you. Come back unto me. Come back. I am the God that will restore you. Come back in, my son. Ha, shaman lady, you so. 
And God, we thank you. And God, we glorify you. Because we know this is so. God, we know that every word that you spoke and every one that you called in, God, we stand on your word. God, we know because your word was sent out tonight that it will be accomplished, God. It will be fulfilled. God, we thank you right now. And we believe and we declare and decree it is so and so it is. In your precious son, Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Whew. Thank y'all for tuning in. Apologize, y'all used to 30 minutes. I just had to do what God said to do. I went over my time. Uh, y'all be blessed. Um, we are praying for everyone that's going on to uh, our state women's conference. We pray to y'all strength. We pray to God continue to bless and God to continue to move. We pray for uh, members that are here in the Bavar County, Seminole County, Orange County. We pray that God continues to cover you as we go to do what needs to be done. Um, Thank you unto another mother that I have on the line. Thank you for tuning in. Bless you. Many blessings unto you. And we thank you. Um, please stay tuned to any message that Bishop will send out. As we know, that Bible study is canceled this week for the women's conference. And we pray to see y'all next week. And pray to see the Bible study does well next week. Until then, y'all be blessed. Pray God continues to shine on your life. And y'all continue to be a light unto this dark world. Mm. And as you be a light to this world, just stay obedient to God. Because God is doing some great things to you. God is raising up some good soldiers, some, some, some sergeants, some tennis, some generals. I see it. God brings you and strengthens you if you just stay obedient to God and watch what He do. Watch the doors, high, my nut of Okoshade, that He open. Watch as this thing clears up. Watch the protection He gives you as you go into foreign lands. Ah, she Ha, my God, my God. God, as he moves you, God, and as he expands your territories, that you go into these different countries, that you go into these different states, God, God, continue to protect and cover as your servant goes and do what you say do. God, we thank you. It's done. It is so. And so it is. Jesus name. Alright, y'all. I'm gonna be done tonight. I'm about to get cut off on the podcast and everything. I'm done. So I'll till next week. Y'all be blessed.